Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Trundle Bed Tales Radio. Today we're doing another uh, catch-up program for our roving reports, and we're going to be talking about our, my latest visit to Walnut Grove. Now we are getting started just a couple minutes late here, and I have to apologize for that. We had a rain squall move through right when it was time to go on, and I've been running around all over the house trying to get windows to shut. So I do apologize for being a little late, and I hope it didn't inconvenience anybody too much. So for right now, let's go ahead and do a little house cleaning. And the first thing, as always, I want to do is to talk to people about how they can call in. So if you have a question or a comment, or if you just want to listen by phone rather than streaming it by the computer, you can always do that. And the two numbers you need to know, or if you want to call it just a normal number, it's 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or you can call toll-free 877 Six three three nine three eight nine. That's one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. And um, before we get back to the subject of tonight's program, uh, the other thing that I want to do is I did get an August update done, and it was not blank like the July update. So we're making progress there, but. Um, with everything that I tried to cover then, hitting the highlights of July and August, I actually forgot one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and another one has come up since then. So I guess I really owe August an apology. It ended up being a pretty busy Laura month after all, uh, because, of course, we had the Carrie Ingalls birthday party in Keystone, South Dakota on the 3rd. Uh, then last weekend, we had the... Um, Let's see. I think last weekend was Heritage Hill. Is that right? One of well, one of the places had a, a Laura event last weekend, and this coming weekend, the Genesee's Country Museum Village and Museum is uh, going to have their Laura event. Now, as much as I try to keep my finger on both what's going on in living history and Laura, some things slip in under the radar. I'm not sure how long they've been doing this. I hadn't heard of them doing a event before, but who knows, they could have been doing it for a while, and this time I just happened to find out about it. But that's going to be this weekend, the 11th and 12th, and uh, the Genesee's Country Museum is, if you if you think of New York State as a western saddle, it kind of looks like one, there's that sort of... Um, part where the person would actually sit in the saddle that's that kind of horizontal part right by where one of the Great Lakes loops down. They are in that part there, about midway in the state in the western part. Uh, Malone, for comparison, would be like in the top of the 
pummel if you were still thinking of the state as a saddle. So they're about half a state apart, roughly. So it doesn't like to ride by each other. But uh, if this ends up being an annual event, which hopefully we'll find out about it in time to give everybody a little more warning next year, if it ends up being an annual event, that may be something that you may be interested in trying to plan your your trip around. And there's also the Franklin County Fair is going on, so it really could be a really good time for a New York trip. And I wanted to make sure everybody knew about that. Now, the other thing, the thing I forgot to tell you about it's the Mansfield pageant, which certainly deserves to be talked about because even though you know we always talk about the Descent pageant and the Walnut Grove pageant, the Mansfield pageant is, again, a totally different experience, well worth going to, and it's a musical. It shows the entire story of Laura's life, little vignettes from it. And actually, I think there's more singable music in this than there was in Little House in the Prairie, the musical. So it's called Laura's Memories. They have a website, laurasmemories.com, and uh, they are they sell uh, an older taped version of the pageant. I think they're going to be doing a new version of it this year, it sounded like. So interesting things going on. It starts at 8, not 9, so it's a little earlier. And the seats have the best back support of any of the pageants. It's worth going just to sit in the nice seats. It really is. first, September 1st, okay, I think I'm back now, sorry about that, um, so I was saying about Mansfield, uh, during Wilder Days is the one time you're absolutely guaranteed of hearing Paws Fiddle played. So great thing, plan to do that, plan to go to the pageant, uh, stay at a nice close place and enjoy the back support. It's a great thing. So that was a little bit more than uh, time I usually spend on housekeeping, but I think that's more than enough. So let's get back to our roving report. Well, uh, first of all, if you aren't aware, one of the things that we've had so far at both Laura Palooza's as an optional part of the conference on the afternoon trip is a trip to Walnut Grove. Now, the first time we did this, um, we basically rented a school bus from in Walnut Grove had a step-on guide, and everybody met there. Quite a few people indicated that they wanted transportation, but not everybody. So this time we rented a coach bus, and originally they were thinking that there, that once we got there, everybody who had a ticket would be able to, to just step on, and it didn't quite work out that way. But I think uh, if you're going to go back to Mankato, on Saturday night after spending the afternoon in Walnut Grove, you really want to be in a coach bus because we get out of there at, you know, with a lot of luck, you can get out of there at 1115, 1130, 1140 is more reasonable, and then you've got the drive back to Mankato if you were doing that. So 
I think having the coach travel was a definite improvement, and, and I'm glad that worked out. So it was kind of funny because uh, I drive my own car, and I, I did that both times. And the first time, everybody ended up getting there way ahead of me. And partly, I admit, that's because I stopped in Sleepy Eye and took some footage there that was in the Sleepy Eye video that I did for the Laura Plosa thing. And I also had another stop where I in a different town for a totally non-Laura reason and took a bunch of pictures there. But all in all, that couldn't have put me back more than 20 minutes, half hour. So I really wasn't there all that long. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, we've been here forever. What took you so long? It just, and when I got there and I was like, well, I just sort of came here. And this time in 2012, I'm, I just made one stop. I stopped and changed out of my presenting suit into shorts and a T-shirt uh, and grabbed a, a drink at Hardee's and Sleepy Eye because I knew right where that was and it was I wouldn't have to veer off my main path any. And I caught up with the bus and followed the bus for the, the last probably 15 minutes into where the museum was. So I was um, apparently I was speedier this time. But anyway, it's a nice drive between Mankato and Walnut Grove. It's on the Laura Ingalls Wilder Historic Highway, Highway 14. I always recommend that, um, especially if you, especially if you aren't in a big hurry. If you're in a big hurry, just go the quickest way you can. Take the interstates. Go from Laura site to Laura site. But if you have the time, I highly recommend driving at least part way on Highway 14 because the Laura Ingalls Wilder Historic Highway is just, um, it's a lovely drive. You get a real feel for kind of small town America. It just, it's a nice drive. And thanks partly to the TV show, as you're driving along, you recognize the town's names. And if you've done any research at all, you recognize the town names. Uh, as you you go on, and it, it's um, just a lovely little experience to get to, to drive around the highway. So do that if you possibly can, but if you're making time, take the interstate. So I ended up uh, getting in Walnut Grove in the afternoon, just a little bit behind the bus. So I didn't actually end up getting to be in Walnut Grove for a whole heck of a lot of time this this trip. Uh, we got there, oh, it was probably late afternoon, three thirty, four o'clock, somewhere along those lines. And um, the first thing we did was to go into the museum, and they have finished the addition to the gift shop. The outside of it looks just gorgeous. I think they made a good choice in saying Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum on it. It's nice and visible from the highway. Um, it looks uh, like sort of an, people expect an old-fashioned town building to like, though it's new construction. And they did an absolutely awesome job on the flooring of the porch because it's cement and it totally, from a distance, looks like wood. They did an excellent job with it. And also, you'll remember in the big storm they had there earlier this year, a large chunk of a tree fell onto the covered wagon and basically destroyed the cover. And the new cover is up, and it also looks great. So first impressions was really nice. 
um, in the gift shop where they always had people along the one side of, of theirs as the cash registers. They're now moved into the center. And frankly, as people kind of can come at them from every direction. I'm not sure exactly what that's doing for their traffic flow, but it was a particularly busy time when we were there, so it probably isn't a good representative sample. They had all sorts of new things that I, I hadn't seen before. Um, a lot of, of Laurel-esque things. They had a really cute bear. And um, I had gotten several things at their vendor table at Laura Palooza, so I didn't actually end up buying anything at the, the gift shop this time just because the line was so long and we were kind of short on time. So I gave up on that and went ahead and looked through the exhibits. Um, and I have... I have to say that the new murals that they have put up at the um, on the one side of the kind of Laura TV room where they did uh, basically sort of a backdrop, a part of the exterior sets. So you're seeing like the schoolhouse and the Olson store and that kind of thing as they were presented on the TV show. Looks really nice. Uh, the other mural that they did was in one of the the outbuildings uh that was sort of their heritage building now that's mostly walnut grove stuff or kind of generic pioneer stuff and they had added a depot and a train uh in a rather different style than the other two murals that they had but it was very striking and i'm sure everybody saw the pictures of them as they were being painted over the the winter on Facebook and and they came out very sharp and they look even better in person than they do in the pictures. I I really don't think they equal the charm of their original mural that they had where they had the dugout painted because they actually end that picture with uh the fountain uh well, it's, it's like a little indoor waterfall, but that's supposed, supposed to be part of Plum Creek. And I really like that kind of uh, coming into the three-dimensional space from the two-dimensional painting. It's it's a nice thing, and I, I really like that one. But these other two ones are nice, too, and quite striking. Uh, they had rotated quite a bit of the memorabilia exhibit. So there are different things on display. Uh, they had the new some of the new Garth Williams illustrations that they had purchased successfully in the auction. They there had been sort of two competing thoughts on this. The oh, the cement people were trying to get representative things from each one of the books. The Walnut Grove people just wanted as many of the Walnut Grove images as possible, and they got a rather nice selection of them. And um, they had a nice display of those out. I don't think that's really going to have the display it's going to finally be. I think they're probably going to work a little bit more on light control and shuffling around what's on display then, but I'm certainly glad that they got a good representative of that. And I think that was probably about all the changes at the museum proper. Um, after we left there, 
walked walked over to the pageant supper because the pageant supper is is like maybe a block and a half from the museum. It's very walkable. So we walked over there, and if you are attending the pageant, while there are a couple other regular restaurants in town, you certainly can uh, can visit the pageant supper is done by uh, several community groups and it's their main fundraiser from the year it's pretty good food kind of regular home cooked stuff and um, you get a huge piece of pie at the end so you are definitely going to walk away from there full Uh, they kind of have it down to a science because they've been doing it for so long and they just turn through massive amounts of people so it's always good to go to the pageant supper and you never know who you're going to run into. So uh, I actually got to have have uh, supper with Nancy Cleveland and Bill Anderson and actually stayed there talking to them rather than going with the rest of the bus tour out to Wade and Plum Creek because I've done that a couple times now. And um, it's I really liked to wait in Plum Creek, but I decided that I'd rather sit there and talk and kind of rest and recover because the pageant was still coming up. And um, I wrote a little review about what we did at the pageant, what I thought about it. It's on the Trundle Bed Tales blog, and it also has some pictures from the show. Um, without telling you the, the whole thing again, I really think they had a tighter production than I've seen the last couple times I saw it. I, I was really impressed how well they did. They had uh, worked in quite a bit more dancing than they had previously, and it was well done. Uh, they had restored, I think, some of the Caroline speeches that they took out when they kind of took the narration duties away from her and gave them to the adult Laura. And Really, those Caroline speeches are what gives the piece a lot of emotional depth. So I was glad to see that. They also had a bunch of lighthearted bits. Some of those have been around for a long time, like the pie in the face, but they did a nice job with them. They still got belly laughs out of people after all this time, so you know they must be good. And uh, besides the normal pyrotechnics and special effects they had, they've added a couple, like when they're fighting the grasshoppers, people came out with real torches, uh, lit torches with real fire and were waving them around. And it it was very impressive. So I I just have to say, overall... um, I, I was very impressed. It's it's still sort of the Hollywood version of the pageants. It's the one with all the special effects and all the great things going on. Uh, this is the pageant that my mother told me. She's seen a lot of outdoor plays and pageants because my father was in, it was is in a theater productions, and she says this is the best outdoor performance she's been to bar none now she didn't see this year's she was talking about one from before they switched the narrator but for her to say that it it really is a high quality performance high quality production i think it's well worth anybody's time to go to it and if you are a laura fan you definitely should go if you haven't made it yet make plans now for next year it's the first three weekends in july um, and after the pageant, actually uh, stayed with a friend who lived in town right next to Walnut Grove. But I came back through the next morning. I had to, well, I was supposed to be in um, 
dismet by 11, and I didn't actually make it to 1130. Um, I did stop one place on my way through to take a picture of the new uh, mural because on the side of the grocery store there has been a mural in Walnut Grove for a long time. It was kind of a dual tonal picture of Laura in front of the dugout. And while I can understand why the community would like the one that's there now better, the local community, I really think that the old one was a better work of art. But this one is again showing the Plum Creek backdrop, but now there is a girl who is I think supposed to be a little bit older Laura than the one in the previous picture, standing arm in arm with a girl in traditional Hmong costume. And um, they're sort of standing together at the front of the picture. And um, I think that uh, it, it will be something that the community really, really likes. And if you have a picture of the old mural, or if you didn't get to see the old mural, make a point to see the new one. It's sort of right on the edge of their main block of buildings. And if you go to Fond Memories, which is my favorite antique shop uh, there in Walnut Grove, it's right sort of across from it. It's sort of catty-cornered from the post office. And um, it's it's just a place that should be a a must-stop when you visit Walnut Grove. And it's completely different than it was last time. So things change, even in places where they do pretty much the same thing every year. So uh, make a point in getting back and seeing it again. It isn't ever a case in any of the Laura sites or really any of the Laura events that once you've been there once that you have seen all the all there is to see, because there's always something new to see, to try, to think about that you can pick up visiting the places. So I hope that you will not only get to visit Walnut Grove once, but that you will get to visit Walnut Grove again. And and again, I've been there probably, oh, I was trying to count, and I'm going to guess without actually looking at my notes, I think I've been there about 10 times now and I'm still finding different things to do. I've still got stuff on my to-do list that isn't checked out, places that I want to go visit, um, cemeteries that I want to root around in and and look for old tombstones in and uh, things that I would like to try and do, like uh, walk a little bit further down Plum Creek than I have before. So there's always something new to do in Walnut Grove, and I hope that you will take the opportunity to get to go visit it soon. And I always say it's a totally different experience visiting home sites during a big festival and when it isn't. And I hope you will try and do both because it really is a different experience. Well, thank you for catching up with me today on my roving report from Walnut Grove, Minnesota. And look for one more. We'll talk about what's going on and what has changed in DeSmet, South Dakota, very soon. Thank you.